The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, this is Greg Dulcich. You're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here today with a very special guest, one of our favorites. Uh, you know him from, he's been a guest on the podcast before, you also know him uh, from Twitter, and from also the Locked On Bills and the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, with our, our other friend Kyle Krabs. He is, of course, Joe Marino. You can find him on Twitter at the Joe Marino. Joe, how the hell are you doing, brother? Alex, I'm doing well, man. Excited for this season to start. I'm ready to watch football games that I haven't seen before for the first time in a long time. So can't wait. You got two daily podcasts a day to do. How the hell are you squeezing in another? <laughs> hey, listen, listen, it's uh, it's a labor of love. Don't have anything else to do, right? So just uh, research football, talk about it, produce, rinse, lather, and repeat. All right, so today we're going to talk about some 2023 breakout players. You guys are in the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, you and Kyle. One of the main themes of the podcast over there is team building, um, personnel. Uh, you know, there are a couple of players that I – a couple of positions where I want to just hit you up, specifically the, the, the fantasy positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. See who you're predicting to break out this year. But before I get to that, man, I – I wouldn't be able to get you on here without asking you a little bit about bills. So let's just talk about a couple of these things real quick. The main issues that I have here with the bills is one. Um, what about the running back position? So I know you, you, there's a million different ways that you can go with it, but what's being talked about is that James cook is the one a, and then the one B had been discussed as, you know, being Damian Harris, who they brought in, who clearly seems like a better player to this point in his career to me than Latavius Murray. But from a fantasy standpoint, we hear this buzz about Latavius Murray maybe inheriting some part of the goal line role, um, maybe having some more of that short yardage role. It might not be all to Damian Harris. It seems absurd to me, but to you as somebody who's a close observer of that team, is there a Latavius Murray issue here with the role that Damian Harris could be uh, coming into? Because for us, even somebody biting into you know, 30 20% of that stuff could be troublesome, even if it's good for the Bills from, uh, from a pure football standpoint. Yeah, I, I think the Bills' depth at running backs probably a nightmare from the per, the fantasy perspective, right? Um, where I do think James Cook is going to be the feature back, and I put air quotes up because that's feature back in Bills' terms. We're not talking Christian McCaffrey or what Josh does that mean? Jacobs. What does that mean? I, I would, I would, I, w- I don't think he gets more than two hundred, two hundred and ten, something like that touches combined, uh, okay. catches and receptions. I mean. I think the Bills are a team that cares a lot about sports sciences. And you think about James Cook and his football journey to this point, never a high volume guy. I think you've seen him kind of 
sure. top out around 140, 150 touches, even at his last season at Georgia. And I, I think that they're not going to be eager to give him, you know, 250, 275, 300 that you might see from true bell cow running backs. But in Bill's world, the feature back, I, I think that he is that lead ball carrier in, in their through their lens, but uh, I'm not sure there's going to be another fantasy relevant running back for the Buffalo bills. Uh, just because I think between Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, you do have some of that short yardage uh, ab- absorbed, but also Josh Allen's a really good short yardage runner as well. And I don't think they're going to take all of that away from him. And then you also have this Naheem Hines X factor where they traded for him. If they're paying him the most by far of any running back on their roster, he's going to be their primary return guy, but how does he factor into both the passing game and the run game. I think there's probably an uptick to, to be had there, but I think the point being it's James cook and I'd probably stay away. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, that you, you bring up the hind stuff and you're right. That's you think about the split and that's something that doesn't always come right to your head, but that's also something to be considered. Okay. What about, what about the slot wide receiver? Um, there's a lot of people out there that are the total stands for Khalil Shakir. I, I, I'm not sure if you I'm not sure if you were I wasn't super impressed with him through his draft his draft process and senior bowl et cetera. but maybe you have different thoughts and why did they bring in Trent Sherfield is this is this a battle is this a camp battle who do you see coming out of that thing well I think the Bills wide receiver depth was stressed significantly significantly last year when they lost Jake Kumaro and Jameson Crowder for big injuries and you know wind up signing the likes of Cole Beasley and John Brown later in the season to kind of come in and come off the practice squad and having to play some games, their wide receiver depth was stressed. And I think they wanted to have some more veterans in the mix. And that's why you saw them go out and bring in a Trent Sherfield and a Deontay Hardy to give some veteran depth at the position. But when it comes to the slot role for the bills offense, I think it's an important one. I think it's one that they missed severely last year, not replacing Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder getting hurt. And then Isaiah McKenzie still just being Isaiah McKenzie, who's just an inconsistent football player, a nice gadget guy. But if you want him to fill a full-time slot role, I think you're going to be underwhelmed. Uh, so what makes it challenging is I think you have a lot of good options. So for real football, the bills love that they have Dalton Kincaid, their first round pick, who we think is going to spend a lot of time in the slot. Khalil sure. Shakir, who they drafted in the fifth round. Alex, I disagree with you big time on Shakir. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I, well, I wouldn't, I'm not predicting that he's going to go out and have 75 targets or anything like that, but he is a player that throughout the draft process, I absolutely loved. I had a day too great on him. Uh, he would have been my seventh ranked wide receiver if he was in the last draft class. That so just you didn't just through. so you didn't just kind of were underwhelmed. You loved Shakir. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I thought he was yeah. awesome at the Senior Bowl. So everything you said, I disagree with all of it. Um, and he was on the field for thirty percent of the snaps last year for the Bills. He just didn't get a ton of targets. Right, ten right. catches throughout the course of the year. A couple of those coming in uh, in two games, really. But he he was one of their primary guys in the playoff games, the two playoff games that they played in, and. You know, as a draft pick, I think he's going to get some time, right? And then you do look at Trent Shurfield and Deontay Hardy and ask yourself, well, how do they fit into this? I think the reality is the Bills have a lot of depth and a lot of versatility at their offensive skill positions, and that's great for real football. That's probably bad for fantasy football, but I think you have to go to Dalton Kincaid. I mean, this is the guy they picked in the first round. They traded a fourth-round pick to get him, so they gave up the same stuff that they traded for Stephon Diggs to get Dalton Kincaid, and I think that they're looking at him as a – as a big slot, that's going to get some some volume pretty quickly. Well, the, the, you've you've just you've you've segued into my next question. You've just you've kind of answered it. Uh, the last thing I was going to ask you about was about Kincaid, twelve personnel. I mean, is, is it a twelve personnel thing where we might not be seen as much out of the slot, or where it's like he is the slot? Is that is that sort of how you're seeing it? 
I'll use Brandon Bean's words. He said, let's call it 11 and a half personnel where, oh, yeah, yeah. They're called it. And again, Brandon Bean's word, Cole Beasley in a, uh, or they call Dalton Kincaid, uh, Cole Beasley in a tight ends body, right? Like that's they're They're very high on this player and all sure. of the rumblings coming out of OTAs have been really good in the open sessions to the media. Dalton Kincaid has been featured in first team offense looks from Josh Allen ramping up every week. Uh, obviously he's a really skilled player I mean I think his receiving skill was as good as any player in last year's draft and I think the Bills really wanted him I don't think they thought that they would get him they traded up and I don't think they traded up for this player for him to be an ancillary part of this offense I think it's going to be you know I don't know that it's this year but for dynasty people I think that you're looking at a world where starting in 2024 Dalton Kikade's the number two option in the Buffalo Bills passing game and this is a big time upside player here yeah, and I, I honest, I honestly think he's he's going to be viable for our fantasy leagues and stuff this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just he's just, he's he's too good a player. And tight ends to a real tough position anyway for fantasy. Yeah. You want to win your fantasy draft? No, I mean, like really, do you really, really, really want to win your fantasy draft? Because you can win your fantasy draft with the Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet available at rosterwatch.com. It's the revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever, and it's the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard Roster Watch live on SiriusXM Radio here on the podcasts from all the NFL training camps. Now all you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper using the Roster Watch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules. An extra quality draft is guaranteed if you follow the three simple rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You can't afford to draft without it. It's available now and only at rosterwatch.com. Okay, so let's talk about some of these breakout guys. You want to go? Do you want to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end? And we, sure. and, we, and we can start a quarterback. I think at quarterback, I, I wish that you could make a case for like Trevor Lawrence. Right? I don't know. I think <laughs> you you can't, got, man. You kind of broke yeah. out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Deshaun no Watson right? count is he a breakout yeah. candidate? Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's Kenny Pickett. Uh, that's the that's the name for okay. me. I think there's um. They've done a good job of revamping the offensive line with with Broderick Jones and uh, signing Isaac Ciamalu. Uh, some of their starters now become depth. A couple of players that they they brought to the team last year, Mason Cole, and James Daniels, now year two. But I think the big deal here for Kenny Pickett is that he does have a lot of continuity year over year with Matt Canada. Not that I'm a big Matt Canada guy, but I think that's helpful for him to be in the same system for a consecutive season. George Pickens, a nice young receiver that is entering year two. They have a good starter in Deontay Johnson. Fryermuth, I love at tight end. Uh, defensively, this team's going to be really good. And I thought Kenny Pickett just showed a lot of poise last year. And not that his volume stats were great, but I thought the way that he handled himself, uh, the way he got some buy-in from his teammates, I think they're already embracing him pretty big time there in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Steelers also, I mean, outside of their division, it's a very, very manageable schedule. Um, I, I'm in on Kenny Pickett as, uh, potentially, you know, pushing for 4,000 yards passing and having a lot of production in year two. Did you like Pickett in the, in the draft process? Yeah. 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 Okay. The um, hard part with, with Kenny Pickett was foiling what he did in his last season at Pitt against like three seasons of very ordinary. Right. Like, I think yeah. this is a mid round quarterback, but then I think arguably he had the greatest season an ACC quarterbacks ever had his final year at Pitt. And then what's encouraging to me about his trajectory is that those things that you enjoyed about him at his best at Pitt showed up in the NFL, right? And so I think he's a lot more like 2021 Pitt Panther Kenny Pickett than he was the previous three seasons in the NFL. I think that's a good thing. What about running back? 
the Homer in me says James Cook. You know, I think I think okay. you know, look, and I think he's a, vi- a viable choice. Um, Devin Singletary's led the Bills in rushing yards the last four seasons. He's with the Houston Texans. It's a wide open path for him to claim this job. And as we've went through um, year over year, the Bills are linked to every running back in the first round. They're linked to all the big name free agents that they can sign. And the most significant thing that they've done while they've been linked to all these players is draft James Cook in the second round, right? This is the most significant asset that they've used on a running back. And I think they like the versatility um, as a, as a pass catcher and as a runner. Uh, I thought in terms of watching James Cook last season, I couldn't have started worse. His first ever NFL touch, he fumbles the football. I remember that. (laughs) And and then he didn't fumble the rest of the year, but like, Every week you saw him get more comfortable. The game slowed down for him. By the end of the year, he was really kind of claiming a bigger role. He parlaying that into being potentially the feature guy this year. I think James Cook's the running back for me. Okay, so I I said we were going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. But people care most about wide receivers, I think. So why don't we do that last? Let's talk about the tight ends. Tight ends, I think you've got some some real candidates here. You're going to have another bill, aren't you? (laughs) It's going to be no, 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 I won't pick a rookie for a breakout. So there's a spoiler there. Um, I really like Greg Dulcich with Denver. All right. Yeah, Fine, he, finally, a dude that we both love, right? Uh, yeah, Dulcich <laughs> is a dude, man. Like, yeah. he was so good um, at his last year at UCLA. He was awesome yeah. at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. And then it, all things considered, that Denver offense was an absolute disaster last year. But he was definitely a bright spot. And what I love about him and where I really get excited about his trajectory is the separation ability, right? Like even if you look at some of the metrics on there in terms of uh, separation, it's really, really good, but he's just a smooth, natural player, right? Runs routes, body control, yak ability, athleticism, uh, super competitive at the catch point. Um, I think he's a stabilizing player for what that offense can be in Denver with Sean Payton taking over and really good wide receivers. And, you know, Russell Wilson's got to find himself, but I think Dolce is just a guy that they can lean on and uh, really be productive for Denver uh, for a long time. So I'm, I'm high on Dulcich. What does it mean to you from somebody that looks at things so much from a team building perspective, a schematic perspective, from a personnel perspective that they're talking about Dulcich as a guy that can be a joker in the offense? Yeah, that's a good thing. That's that's been a good role for uh, Sean Payton throughout the years. So right. uh, that further put put that as the cherry on top of everything I just said. <laughs> all, all, all right, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you about wide receivers, but first, Joe, let everybody know where they can find you. Find you on Twitter. Find your different podcasts if they've never. They're tuning into this and they've, and they've never heard of Joe Marino before. Where can they hear more of you? Yeah, I appreciate that, Alex. You, best spot's going to be to follow me on Twitter at the Joe Marino. And basically, I do two daily podcasts. One is Locked On NFL Scouting with Kyle Krabs, where we talk team building across the league every day. And so uh, <laughs> it, we take it's a great pod. It's appreciate great pod. that, yeah. man. We definitely take a different angle to it, right? I mean, it's not just like here's what happened in the world of the NFL and this is what we think about it, right? It's all team building, big picture, the why behind the decisions and the, and the reasons that they're made. And and we spent the entire summer scouting the entire NFL, putting every player in the league in two different categories, man. We've had so much fun. Then if you're into the bills, locked on bills, daily podcast on the bills. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get into the big one. That people care most about man. You, you gotta, you gotta hit the receivers, right? <laughs> who, who, who's going to be the breakout wide receiver for 2023, man. There's a lot of receiving talent in the NFL. Like I, I wonder if we have a situation with wide receiver where, you see teams start to be reluctant to start paying these guys $25, 30000000 million a season because 
there's so many good ones. And then they're replenished every year in the draft. And these guys are coming in and producing right away. So I wonder what this looks like, like in the next two to five years. Wouldn't uh, that be not, wild if we saw uh, I, it won't ever get devalued like running back? I mean, no, but I, I, I don't know that it's going to be like we've had this big surge with these contracts with like Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and what Tyreek Hill got. And I don't know, man, I think I think that you're going to see teams saying, I don't like we can get another receiver. I, I really do. I, I think that there's going to be some devaluation, not necessarily like they're always going to be important. But when you ha- it's a supply demand thing, the supply is so good. There's a lot of good players, right? Like it's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's like the safety position. These guys are good players. There's just so many good ones. Um, but you asked me for a breakout player. I don't know that this is a hot take, but man, I'm into Jahan Dodson and man, do I hate that Sam Howell's his quarterback, but okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think he can, I think he can survive that uh, for a number of reasons. I think number one, the presence of Terry McLaurin helps Jahan Dodson. Um, but also like, I don't expect Washington to be competitive. I think they're a bottom five roster in the NFL I think they're going to have to be behind a ton and throw the football a lot. And somebody's got to catch the ball, man. Uh, and Jahan Dotson's a dude, like legit separator, athlete, unbelievable in terms of body control and the way he competes for the football. Like that is a, he's just a dog, man. Like whatever jokes you want to put about x-rays and dogs inside of him, like apply it to Jahan Dotson. He's got the stuff. Um, and so I think I think there's going to be some some real opportunity there for him to to be productive. If he was in a different team, man, I'd be I'd be super high on him. Uh, but I still think that he's a little bit uh, Sam Howell proof. And I think, you know, like for the long term play there as well, like Washington's probably going to be picking high. They're probably going to be in the Caleb Williams, Drake May conversation. And that should excite you about Jahan Dotson long term. 